This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to be talking about financial planning. And I know everybody just went, ew. It's kind of like if I say we're going to talk about sales, right? We all, that's one of those things we don't want to talk about. But we're not going to be talking about, now this is where you should invest your money this year. Or you need to budget $50 a month for this. You know, no, we might get into something in there. But we're going to be talking more about your mindset and really how you need to think about your finances. And so we're going to have so much fun today, and I can't wait to talk more with my guest. And so please join me in welcoming Bob Wheeler to our program today. Welcome, Bob. Thank you so much, Deb. It's great to be here. Great, great. Well, let me tell people about you, and then we'll jump into this. Sounds good. So Bob Wheeler inspires people with his financial acuity, compassion, and genuine energy, sharing his simple and effective concept, the money nerve, regarding emotions and money. He teaches people from all walks of life how to create a healthy relationship with money. His crusade for personal growth and deeper awareness developed from his 30 years of helping clients while bearing his soul on stage as a stand-up comedian. Digging down to find clarity and purpose on a personal level motivated Bob to help others to explore their past without judgment, and to provide insight for people to recalibrate their mental mindset. Knowing that shame and personal memories about money can affect numbers-based budgets, Bob's passion to help others gain an understanding about emotional triggers that often sabotage financial decisions is transforming lives for thousands of people. Integrating an intentional mind-body balance of energy Certified Radical Aliveness and Core Energy Practitioner, Bob has conducted numerous proactive abundance and money at its core seminars through the U.S. and Canada. Holy schmoly, Bob. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So love to have these conversations. You know, and I love that you mix everything, yeah. um, you know, and, and because that's really what it is. You know, we got to get that right brain, brain and that left brain going. But a big part of our financial difficulties comes in the conversations we have with ourselves, right. um, and and a lot of those conversations started when we were you know knee high to a grasshopper. Um, but let's let's go back a bit because you've got a varied background. I mean, you know, CPA, stand up comedian, all these things. Tell us how you got to where you are today. 
Well, it's funny. I actually was set to be a lawyer. That's what was I was going to be a lawyer. Uh And um, like everybody else, I took accounting and Latin to help Mm -hmm. me keep my grade point up. Right. (laughs) Uh, Accounting was just something that came easy to me. Mm -hmm. And so I just took that as electives when I was going through college. And I realized this was something that I could do well. Mm -hmm. Um, It was it was easy. And so I I think I spent my whole life trying to get out of accounting because I was always like, that's not what I'm going to do. But what I found is that um, I loved working with numbers. I loved working with people and helping educate people. Okay. And, and I originally thought going into accounting would be a great way to learn about different businesses that Mm -hmm. I could then start my own business, Mm -hmm. not realizing that my business would be an accounting firm. Right. And, you know, I started out with a few people and mm-hmm. went to 100 clients and then mm-hmm. a couple hundred clients to over a thousand clients. And it just kept building. Um, and I kept and it was all referrals. So mm-hmm. I was nice. like, oh, OK, well, this is this is going pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got into stand up because uh, it was for me. I had always had this thing. People would say you're funny. But it's somehow being in the back of an accounting office is not the way to get discovered. No, and you no. don't think of accountants as being funny. Nope. Oh, Bob Newhart. That's the this only is one. true. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I started doing comedy and, and it went well and people mm-hmm. thought I was funny occasionally and uh, enough to encourage me. Mm-hmm. And actually doing the comedy is how I ended up becoming the CFO of the comedy store was mm-hmm. Mitzi, one of my friends told her, they were having some financial troubles mm-hmm. with the IRS. And she called me up and said, you got to help come save the store. I'm like, okay. And uh, so I, I, you know, the comedy opened up a lot of things for me and that helped my business mm-hmm. as well, because a lot of artists have struggles with money and still have to file taxes right, right. and all those things. And uh, so it seemed to be a great combination. I use comedy and humor when I work with clients because mm-hmm. we're dealing with not such a fun topic. Right. Finances can be really, ugh. they're just not fun. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things that I discovered, which led me to write the book and led me to teaching workshops around money and emotions was mm-hmm. that I would sit down with people and give them what I thought was very sound, practical advice. Mm-hmm. And then they would do the opposite. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on here? Right. This makes no sense. It's mm-hmm. very, it's very clear. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people think with numbers, everything's black and white. Right. But the reality is it's very gray. Mm-hmm. And once I realized that until I understood where they were coming from psychologically, I couldn't really reach them. Right. And so that along with my own journey of realizing I wasn't doing everything right financially. Mm-hmm. I was a CPA. There were people that didn't have titles in my office that were making better financial decisions than me, buying houses. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do I have debt? Why do right. I? And starting to look at my own journey mm-hmm. of decisions that I made when I was knee high of, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to do this, mm-hmm. or I'm not going to ask for help. or mm-hmm. and, and I made some vows mm-hmm. that I, when I was younger. And going back and looking at that helped me to then be able to say to people, I'm here not because I did everything right. Mm-hmm. I'm here being able to help you because I did a lot of stuff wrong. Mm. And I was willing to take a look mm-hmm. at it and, and do the work. Right, right. You know, and you mentioned your book, Bivana. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's called yeah. The Money Nerve, the Navigating Money Nerve. the Emotions of Money. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I read it. It's quick read. Now, the nice thing is it's, it's not just a, a book. It's a workbook. It's a workbook. Um, you know, and, and so there's lots of good stuff in there. But you know, 
one of the things that really struck me was exactly what I was talking about in the intro, that it's all in here. It's all these stories that we have told ourselves or were told as we were growing up. You know, what right. the value of money was, you know, all these various things. My parents both went through the depression. So mm. they had a very different view of money um, than even some of my classmates because I was kind of a, you know, one of those later kids. And so, you know, like I, I was remembering when I got my allowance, you know, and I don't, it was a while ago, you know, and, and so it wasn't very much. I think it was right. you know, like maybe, maybe five bucks at the most, um, but it was probably more like I got a dollar a week. And, you know, and I had chores that I was kind of supposed to maybe sort of do, you know, not too much, but I did have to do something. And I remember I had classmates that were just, you know, gee, mommy, I want, and they get. Now we were before the generation of getting our own credit cards. No, we, you know, luckily we never had that, but you know, if they said, gee, I want something, they got it. And, you know, and, and I'm, part of me was real resentful. Because, and then part of me, of course, would get mad at my parents. Well, why, you know, why can't you just give me money? Right. And, you know, and it never really occurred to me that they were teaching me that I needed to work for that. Right. And and, and it wasn't, you know, I wasn't cleaning sewers or doing anything horrible and awful. It was, you know, clean your room, make your bed type of things. Um, And so, you know, that really was probably my first real conscious thoughts about money was, you know, it was, I had to work for it. Other people didn't, you know, and, and I, you know, and, and so those, those were just kind of some of the initial conversations I had. Yeah. It's so interesting. We all learn different things and we all get different takeaways. Uh, I know like with my maternal grandparents, they, my mom was an only child. Mm -hmm. They didn't necessarily feel worthy on, on whatever level. And so mm-hmm. when we were young, they would say, we'll give you lots of money if you like us better than your mm-hmm. other grandparents. We're right. like, okay. Yeah, you're kids. You're like, sign us up. <laughs> oh, we're in. Okay. I'll take the fishing pole. I'm happy with the $500 in my bank account, right? And so as, as a young kid, it sounded really cool. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until later that I realized, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't sad. feel like, it was sad. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't feel like mm-hmm. they were enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we take away these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for me growing up, I thought that my worth was in my accomplishments. Mm-hmm. So even now I know that it's not, but I still like, wait, I make, I have to make sure I did a thousand tax returns mm-hmm. and I right. took a really amazing trip mm-hmm. and there's still a part mm-hmm. of me. I'm aware of it, but it still has a tug. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and we do still have to count things. You know, like you, you right. mentioned a thousand tax returns. Okay, well, that might be part of your business plan that right. your goal is to do a thousand, you know, and, and so that's, but it's not that your self-worth should be tied up into that. Correct. You know, and, and I think that's the tricky thing is, is we do, we get our self-worth tied up in, in money. Now, we need money. Hello. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Somebody say, I've had Bitcoin explained to me numerous times. And I just don't get this pretend money stuff. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, we, it, but the, the point is, do we have to be better than the Joneses, you know, right. or your neighbors or whoever? And, and I think that's what, especially my generation was in many ways brought up to believe, you know, that's one of the things I love about millennials. They're like, ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I always say, Hey, 
I might not even like the Joneses. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Why do I want to be like them or better than them? Mm-hmm. I, how about I just go create my own? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that that's, I know with my parents, it was trying to one up and mm-hmm. really present in right. a way that look how we present. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested in showing up authentically. And if it feels good, great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like working with clients that I love. I don't like cl- working with clients that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to have choice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think in the past it was you've got to do whatever it t- takes to get ahead financially. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, you know, and, and then we, of course, have those things in our mind that tell us what levels we're supposed to reach and, and, you know, what it is to be successful, whether it's the big house, the fancy car, the whatever. Um, I remember long ago when we had our 10th year high school reunion. Now I had a little class. We had 32 that graduated from my high school. Oh, wow. Okay. And now it's like five. I mean, it's itsy bitsy. Um, But anyhow, we had, you know, we had, so we're gathering and, you know, we were going to do the normal things that you do at a class reunion. We were going to give awards. Who came the furthest? Who had the most kids? Yeah, those type of things. Right. But then we also, we had someone who said, we need to say who's the most successful. Oh, wow. And I looked at him and I said, as according to who? You know, because, you know, and and luckily I was smart enough to, you know, be thinking this through because I said, you know, I'm sorry, you know, and the person she thought was most successful was the person who had the biggest house and and all of those things. I happen to know that was probably one of the most unhappy people. And, but I, I said, you know, I'm thinking that the person who has four kids, you know, here we were, we'd only been out of school 10 years. She already had four kids, but you saw the joy that right. emanated from her. Did they have much? No. I mean, poor fourth kid was wearing something that had been worn three other times before. Right. But, you know, the, and, and that I think is, is, and you talk about this in your book, is defining to ourselves those terms. You know, what is success? What is financial success? I mean, right. you know, one person might think, you know, okay, I really do have to make a million dollars a year. And that right. is... You know, and and that's not to say they're wrong. That's just right. their goal. That's their journey. Mm-hmm. That's theirs. Yeah, I think you know when you talk about what is success. My, tr- I took a trip to Africa mm-hmm. um, several years ago, and the average income there was a hundred bucks mm-hmm. a year, and these people were so happy. I know, and I couldn't, mm-hmm. and I couldn't reconcile. Mm-hmm. I kept going, but they don't have a Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. They're living in huts. They're. Yeah. Uh, and they, they don't, don't have, have clean, yeah. They don't have DVD players. They don't have, and they don't have internet. Oh my god! <laughs> right, and all of them come back and visit. Come back, mm-hmm. and it really began the journey for me to realize what is truly success. It's relationships. Right. It's memories. Mm-hmm. It's experiences. It's 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 all of that mm-hmm. for me is what is is where I find my right. pure joy. You know, and you talk about the money nerve, and it's so mm-hmm. funny because the, the, when you were talking in, you know, about the money nerve in your book and, and things, of course, the first thing I think of is like when you hit your funny bone. Right. That there's that knee feeling. Uh, yeah. That's you right. know, and, and, and so that's what you're doing in your book and, and through a lot of what you, you work people through is what is that knee part, you know, and, right. and is it, you know, if somebody says you need to really have a budget, that's probably going to be where I go at you. you <laughs> a lot know, of people and, do. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and luckily I have a husband that goes, okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's, and, and we need to recognize that we have that hot button or maybe buttons 
Absolutely. You know, it's funny when I was first uh, working on the book I, and my, my editor said to me, well, you know, it's great you're writing this book about money and emotions, but I don't actually make any emotional decisions. And I said, oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. I said, that's amazing. Well, let me ask you this. She goes, okay. I said, when you go out to lunch with your dad, who pays? And she goes, oh, well, he does. I miss a little princess. I said, well, who pays, <laughs> who pays when you go out with your mom? She goes, well, I do because I feel so bad that my dad left her. And I said, okay, well, who, who pays when you go out with your sister? She goes, oh, we pay 50-50 because we're equal. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, I get it. <laughs> right. Right? It's mm-hmm. even those little decisions of who pays the bill or do you split the check mm-hmm. or do you try and get the dessert and get somebody else to pay for it? Like, mm-hmm. We all make emotional decisions every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to buy a nice lunch so that nobody else knows that I really can't afford the lunch? Mm-hmm. Am right. I going to take the trip so that everybody's mm-hmm. impressed with me? Mm-hmm. Um, or am I going to just say, yeah, not for me today? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and unfortunately, I think especially here in the United States, we, we are a very money-oriented culture. Yes. Um, you know, we, you know if, if it's, you know, you were talking about, you know, eating, you know, it's like, what do you mean? You're bringing a brown bag, yeah. you know, and, and, or worse, you know, it starts much earlier with, well, you're on the lunch program at school. Right. And, you know, and, and, you know, so, right. <laughs> you know, and, you know, they're eating and they're probably eating better than, you know, than, than a lot of them, but exactly, you know, and, and that it's, but it's been a challenge. And, you know, as we record this, we're still for the most part in the pandemic lockdown, yeah. Which, let's be honest, I'm not sure that there is anybody that it hasn't financially affected. Um, now, some have actually benefited. I mean, yeah. good for them. Um, you know, they they had a product, a service, whatever, where they were able to to do something. You know, to 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 be able to 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 be okay. A lot of people are just tightening their belts and hoping they get through it. But there are unfortunately so many people who are thinking, we don't know what to do. You know, and I mean, when, when that very first uh, mortgage payment hit or rent payment hit and, you know, and, and they weren't sure they were going to make it, you know, it was, it, it was not good. And, and it was interesting because again, as I was reading your book, I was thinking now is the time for everybody, you know, when we're thinking about this, that we need yeah. to be taking those steps, you know, those belt tightening steps, you know, did we really? need to go to Starbucks every day? Every day. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's interesting. I, I, most of my clients are entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and I have a lot of people in the entertainment business, mm-hmm. um, but all, right. all walks Who cannot life, do anything right now. Who cannot do anything. They can't edit. They can't mm-hmm. be on the show. They, all of that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think a lot, and a lot of those people, even though they're making three, four, $500,000 mm-hmm. a year, they're still living check to check. Right. And I think this was a real wake-up call for mm-hmm. a lot of people. We've uncomfortably had to sit with the reality of, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I didn't have as much money coming in. Right. And then do I really need to go and get a coffee every day? Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I think it's forced us to see what we can mm-hmm. live with. Right. Oh, I guess I can eat canned soup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't have to get my sushi every night at the mm-hmm. restaurant. Mm-hmm. And we've had to be, you know, I think one of the benefits is we've been forced to be more in communication with each other. Right. Um, 
like at least with the immediate people. I know mm-hmm. in my neighborhood, people wave from mm-hmm. a distance. And- I know. I love doing that. We, we're getting <laughs> together every Saturday night, the, the end of our cul-de-sac here. We, we get together. We social nice. distance. But we, you know, we, 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 we get together. Yeah, we never, now we were friendly with each other before. But, right. you know, yeah, it's, it's great fun. It's great finding creative ways mm-hmm. to like, how do we connect and mm-hmm. how do we get by on a, on a smaller budget? Mm-hmm. And this is a great time to look through and go, really, do I really need all mm-hmm. the premium channels on cable? Right. Do I really, what am, you know, have I been using that gym membership even before COVID? Mm-hmm. And, and, and where are the places that were just wasting money right. because it was convenient mm-hmm. or I didn't have time mm-hmm. and, and, now we're having to sit and look at a lot of that and, mm-hmm. and actually really reevaluate our priorities. Right. You know, and uh, it's cool because I, you know, it, it, yes, there are so many negatives, but you also see, you know, you mentioned, I think so many people are now spending time with their families. Yes. <laughs> Heaven forbid. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's funny because, you know, I laugh. I'm not a parent. So <laughs> I didn't all of a sudden have kidlets that were home needing to be taught and yeah. bless those people who not only did that, but they had a spouse that might've all of a sudden been home or they, you know, they were working from home. And so, so many things that were going on, but you know, it's, it really, I think it has made us look at things differently. You know, like one of the things, you know, that, that we've been thinking about with our little cul-de-sac thing is doing movies like a drive-in movie type of thing. Right, you know, we've got right. big, a big enough space where we could put up a big screen and, and all sorts of stuff. And I had the technology, so I could do that. You know, and, and because we've been moaning and groaning, we couldn't go to the movies, we couldn't do that. Well, why not just do it ourselves? Right. Um, you know, and, and one person said, oh, I'll bring the popcorn. And another person said, hey, I'll bring the drinks and, and all of this. We might end up spending as much as if we'd gone to the movie, but it's going to be so much more fun. Yeah, it gets to be interactive. And mm-hmm. I, you know, when you were talking about having to be the teacher, all these mm-hmm. people having to teach their kids, I think mm-hmm. there's probably a new appreciation for teachers. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> and, you know, I, that's one of those things that I would hope for many years, the next time the teachers and nurses and service provider, anybody, you know, if the ne- anytime they say we need a raise, we're all like, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yep, there mm-hmm, you go. You yeah. got it. <laughs> Let's no repeats, no repeats. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Absolutely. So I do think there's a lot of positive that's mm-hmm. come out of this. I think we always have to look, well, we can choose to look for the silver lining. And mm-hmm. I think that's an important thing for me too, when you're starting a business mm-hmm. to the entrepreneurs out there is we get to choose our attitudes. Right. So we can say, mm-hmm. okay, there's some things that we're going to have to work through. And mm-hmm. what are the good things that we're going to learn mm-hmm. from this? Right. Right. You know, and I think that really is one of the things that, you know, because we do in, in many cases, have more time. You know, yeah. I, I've had several people, who, you know, I'm in Atlanta, you're out in, in California. All of a sudden, how much time are we getting just from not driving? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, several hours for some people every day. Yeah. You know, and, and so what are you doing with that? Um, you know, and, and <clears throat> excuse me, for many people, it's highly possible that this is going to continue. You know, now, you know, they, they are opening Hollywood back up. They will be, you know, doing all sorts of things. But I think that as much as possible, people are going to be working from home, you know, yeah. whether by, by choice or by force. 
And so we will have kind of that, that extra time. Absolutely. And, you know, I hope that people take advantage of the fact that they do have this extra time Mm -hmm. for all those people that have said, I want to learn to paint, or I want to learn a language, or I want to write a book. Mm -hmm. Now's the time we all Mm -hmm. get 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't waste Mm -hmm. it. This is a great opportunity to Mm -hmm. really like focus on those things or those side hustles Mm -hmm. or, or those things you've been wanting to explore. Yeah. It might be the perfect time to start a side hustle. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I mean, look at how many people are making masks. <laughs> I mean, you know, now, granted, that will hopefully go away. Right. But then, and but who knows what they'll transition to? I mean, you know, it could very easily be we just made masks and now we're done. But, but yeah, you know, so it's, it's, we, we get very innovative when we have to be. Exactly. And who would have thought if, if last October I came to you and said, I'm going to start a mask making business, who would have oh. said, you're an idiot. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Yeah. Jump to April. Pretty mm-hmm. brilliant move. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's timing, mm-hmm. but just being aware mm-hmm. and being right. um, conscious mm-hmm. of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think there are a lot of opportunities right now. Right. Right. You know, and, and, and of course we're talking about not taking advantage, you know, we're talking right. about doing, doing things the right way and all of those. And, and, Absolutely. you know, and, and of course, along with that, you know, this is a business program. So, you know, if you're setting up a side hustle, do it the way you're, you should, you know, first right. person you should probably talk to is an attorney and the next right. person you should probably talk to is a CPA, yep. um, you know, and, and especially because the, you know, we, we're not going to, you know, I, I always tell people there's not a lot of things that I'm afraid of, but the IRS terrifies me. Yes. You know, and, and if you all of a sudden have a bunch of cash coming in, they still want their part. <laughs> they still do. You know, I have a lot of retail stores that don't understand the sales tax doesn't belong to them. <laughs> I know, but it's in my drawer. <laughs> it's, it's right there. It's mine. Yeah. No, no, no. No. Now you, it's there temporarily, um, yeah. but, but yeah, you know, and, and because again, you might be, this might turn into full time, you know, and, and, or something. And, and so if you've set it up properly, you know, you've become yeah. a legal entity, all of those various things, then you're several steps ahead. Um, one of the things that I, and, and we started this process before and, and now we're finishing it, but it actually got delayed because of this was a trademark. And, okay. you know, and, and it was interesting because, you know, it, we, the process still went through, it just went slower, um, you right. know, but it was one of those things I'd put off, I'd put off. And I thought, oh, you know, probably should, should get to working on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, talking about setting up a business, right. Mm-hmm. Um, even just having the conversation with an attorney and mm-hmm. a CPA, right. because I have certain clients where mm-hmm. I advise them don't incorporate right now, mm-hmm. right now. Right. Um, don't spend the money. Mm-hmm. Um, what you could do is do a Schedule C. Right. Yeah, there are ways to put it on your taxes. Mm-hmm. We can still take care of it. Or let's do it as an LLC right now, mm-hmm. and later on we'll convert it to an S-Corp right. because it's an easy fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's save the money. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always about let's only spend the money if we mm-hmm. need to. Right. I'm pretty, I like to hold on to my money if I don't mm-hmm. have to part mm-hmm. with it. Um, but having those conversations can save you a whole lot of headache mm-hmm. down the line. Right. Or you know, my, and I know that maybe this is a bad example, but I, it's a funny example because it happens a lot for me. Whenever I have a client come in who's pregnant, mm-hmm. she tells me that she's going to start a baby clothesline. And she's always like, we're going to start a baby clothesline mm-hmm. and we're going to do this. It's going to be amazing. I'm like, oh my God, that sounds great. Let's do this. After you have the baby, come back to me two months later right. and let's work out the plan. Yeah. And you tell me how much time you've got. Yeah. 
They never come back. No. They don't because, you know, but it sounds good at the time because they're looking right. at baby clothes. Right. They're looking mm-hmm. at it and they see it. Mm-hmm. But the reality is mm-hmm. when you've got a screaming baby. Uh, You're not making rompers for somebody exactly, else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Right. right. So, uh, (laughs) and, and as you're setting the business up, you know, we mentioned CPA. I mean, that is something that you have to take into account. You know, what, what are the startup costs? You know, what are you going to have to buy inventory, buy something to inventory to make something? Um, You know, if I had somebody say, Oh, I'm, I'm getting ready to go into business as a speaker. And I went, (laughs) Virtual, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> and you know, and and I said it's it's going to be a long time, bef- really, for something where we're packing a room full of people. Absolutely, um, you know, and 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 even at that, there's going to be so many different things that are going on, and and so I said, okay, this is great, but think of it as how you can do it virtually, you know, and 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 so you know that was kind of they they went down that road, but um, you know, and and it was funny when I was starting my business. Oh, so many years ago, I actually did get some really good financial advice and, and, you know, things that, that, um, you know, I mean, one of the things that somebody told me that was probably one of the best pieces of advice I got was have my bank account separate from my personal one, you know, not just account bank. So we were with the credit union for personal and my, my business bank was somebody totally different. And I remember thinking, well, this is the stupidest thing in the world. Um, How inconvenient is it? Yeah. Yeah. And their response was, that's why you need to do that because then you're not mixing your money. Um, You know, it's, it's very difficult for you to, you know, be, be be robbing Peter to pay Paul, shall we say, Um, you know, I could still easily write myself a check Right. Or, you know, do whatever. But yeah, just it, it made it one step away. Um, and, you know, and, and, and that really was, that was one of the best pieces of financial advice I think I ever got. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because it, it reminds me of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, two things. One, it reminds me, same thing with savings accounts. Don't mm-hmm. have it attached right. as an overdraft because then yep. it's not really savings. Right. But I remember for me, when I first started on my own, mm-hmm. um, I still had doubts as to whether I could be successful. You know, mm-hmm. I'd right. have... Every year, I would think none of my clients are going to come back, mm-hmm. um, and then I'd get more, and then mm-hmm. I'd go next year. Nobody's going to. I mean, the first right. four or five years, I was, mm-hmm. and was so a, they're going to find out I don't know what I'm talking about. They, they, mm-hmm. They're like, "Why are they coming to me?" Mm-hmm. And and so when I set up the business account separate, I could I could see the business being successful, mm-hmm. but right. I couldn't quite see me being successful. Mm-hmm. So when I started treating the business as a separate entity, mm-hmm. I was able to make it thrive, and it kept right. going. Oh. Like, ah, oh, ah. mm-hmm. so I really needed that um, delineation mm-hmm. um, and separation, and and the, until I got my own confidence, right, 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 and then I went, oh, okay, maybe yeah. oh I'm making God, this I can't happen. Do this. Oh, wow, yeah. okay, you know, um, <laughs> so you know, and and it comes back to what we were saying. It's those conversations that you you're having with yourself. Um, you know, how many times have we been told whether we were little or you know what? You can't do that. Right. Um, you know, or why would you want to? Why would you want to be your own business? Why would you want to have your Don't own business? Don't do that. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and I'll be the first to admit, you know, that, that I have a husband who is successful, who has, you know, has good insurance, has good benefits. So I understand that does make life a little bit easier for me. Right. But, you know, it's, it, it, it really is, we do have those conversations. And, 
unfortunately, I think we get more of them as women, you know, yeah. and, you know, and, and tragically, there are a lot of the, you're not smart enough to do right. that conversations. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, your math teacher, your English teacher, your parent, um, you know, uh, my, I remember one time my grandmother was having a conversation with me and my cousin and we were, we were little and she was gushing about my cousin. And I knew, you know, I always knew my cousin was, was the favorite. You know, I right. didn't, you know, that was just kind of how we grew up. So I didn't, you know, and she literally pats me on the head, but she'd been, you know, she's going to be successful doing this and she's going to be successful doing that. Yada, 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 yada. And she pats me on the head and she says, it's a good thing you're smart. <laughs> and actually I thought, yep. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> That's absolutely, you know, it's interesting. Both my grandmothers were very independent women, mm-hmm. went to college, mm-hmm. um, wow. which was which was not the mm-hmm. norm. Mm-hmm. But I think there was a little bit of anger there because mm-hmm. they were really expected just to get their MRS. Right. Oh, yeah. And, um, and just submit and do the right thing. And they were very independent minded mm-hmm. and, um, which was not the norm. No, no. And I do, you know, it's interesting you say with women, um, you know, getting a little bit of that a lot more, mm-hmm. I think they do, um, successful women, successful people, you know, there's the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there've been lots and lots of studies where mm-hmm. women will not take into account that they have the experience, mm-hmm. that they've got the education, mm-hmm. that they have the knowledge right. mm-hmm. and they'll take themselves out saying, well, there's probably somebody smarter than mm-hmm. me. Right. I don't, people are going to find out. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us, as we have success, start to doubt, like people are coming to me for advice. Mm-hmm. Um, if they only knew, right. Cause mm-hmm. most of us, I believe most of us are trying to be functioning adults, mm-hmm. even though sometimes we're operating from a five-year-old or a 10-year-old. I or tried a to go to my Fort Cave today and it <laughs> just didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. Didn't work. Hey, I'd love to be back on allowance mm-hmm. and uh, saying, I want this. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, you know, we do have to try to be functioning adults. We do. And a lot of us, most of us actually do know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just haven't maybe been... Um, support it in that way Mm -hmm. or come to believe it, whether it's us or somebody else Mm -hmm. telling us that. And I think when you're an entrepreneur, like trust yourself Mm -hmm. and, and really like get, get comfortable with yourself Mm -hmm. and we're all going to make mistakes. I've not done everything Mm -hmm. perfectly. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people will say, well, if I have my own business, people are going to see me, they might judge me. Mm -hmm. Uh, They might think I think I'm whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. Still do it anyway. Yes, step up, mm-hmm. have success, let people get mad, mm-hmm. know that's part of the process. And fix it. And, and fix it and do it anyway. Show up. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Why do you think it is that that we do have such a bugaboo about money? Um, you know, and, 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 and we just, and I, I don't know that it's more women than men. I mean, you know, girls are told we're not good at math. Right. Um, you know, and, and that, that does tend to, to, you know, and, and, you know, thank God for STEM programs now and, and things like that. But, um, you know, why, why are we afraid of money? Well, you know, I think it's a combination of cultural. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's religion plays a part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, it's interesting in the workshops that I do, how many people will say they want to be wealthy or financially secure. Mm -hmm. And then 
five minutes later, when I ask them what they think of rich people, they're like, I hate rich people. Yeah, rich people ew. are greedy, mm-hmm. right? They're evil. Mm-hmm. So we have this double standard of mm-hmm. um, rich people are all these bad things. Mm-hmm. And I want to be one, but I don't want to be that kind of person. Right. So maybe I should just skip it out mm-hmm. and not do it. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, money is opportunity to be able to serve people, to be able mm-hmm. to help people. There's a lot of good we can do with money. Um, so I think there's a lot of shame in being too, like if we're too showy, mm-hmm. look, I'm successful. Right. Oh, you're boasting, you're bad. Mm-hmm. Um, religion, I think, plays a little piece of that. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I grew up in the South, so there's a bit of don't be too flashy, mm-hmm. make sure you're doing- And make sure you tithe enough. Make sure you tithe enough, mm-hmm. at least 10%. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that plays in a little bit that we you know, we got to give it to other people mm-hmm. and, and it's not okay to have joy and pleasure around our successes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, our parents and grandparents and people that grew up in the depression and stuff like that, you know, I, I'm a bit frugal. So I'm always like, you never know. You mm-hmm. got to save extra money. Right. I, I'm pro- And then I'm look like, what happens. There's a pandemic. Hello. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I get to be right. I was like, I'm right. Um, cause we like to be right too. Yes, of course. <laughs> we do like to be right. But yeah, I, I mean, I think I grew up in the wrong era because I do tend to be, um, i you know, my friends call me cheap. I say I'm frugal. Um, I spend where I love to spend. I yeah. spend my travel. Mm-hmm. I spend right. on friends. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but you know, I don't spend on clothes. I'm mm-hmm. like tight with this and that. I do bring my own lunch, but then I go out and spend 200 bucks on sushi and I feel great about it mm-hmm. because I, I, I try to find the balance. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I, I do think that there's a lot of shame around money. Mm-hmm. Either there's some people, I have a lot of clients that feel guilty that they make so much or that mm-hmm. they are trust fund babies mm-hmm. or uh, that it came easy. Right. And, and then there's other people that are jealous or why do they, mm-hmm. why, you know, that come from a victim point of mm-hmm. view? Why does everybody else get the good stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, and I have clients, I've worked with people where inheriting money is part of their financial plan. Right. And I'm like, ah, oh, gosh. What happens if it's gone? Right. Like, that's, that's almost like those people who plan on winning the lottery. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've seen it got, go mm-hmm. south several mm-hmm. times for people yep. that thought they were going to inherit. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, my, my mantra has always been, don't wait for your ship to come in. Go mm-hmm. out and build it yourself. Right. Swim right? out there. Mm-hmm. Swim out there. Mm-hmm. Build your ship. Mm-hmm. Um, like don't wait. Mm-hmm. Like be proactive in mm-hmm. your success mm-hmm. when you're creating your business. Uh, go out, listen to your clients, mm-hmm. be curious, uh, be an in integrity, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and like make it happen mm-hmm. instead of just waiting for it to happen. You know, uh, what's that saying? You know, good luck comes with a lot of hard work. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and back to having that conversation with yourself, Yeah. reminding yourself that you worked hard for it and you deserve it. Absolutely. You know, I went yee at $200 of sushi, but that's because I'm not a huge sushi fan. Uh-huh. Um, and I also thought, oh my gosh, $200. But you worked hard for that and you deserve it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and for me, I'd splurge on something totally different. Um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and, and, and I think it, that probably for quite a while, we're going to see a lot of belt tightening. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, there are some people who, I mean, they're just going to be financially completely, totally devastated. And, you know, and, and, but now really is the time to, to think about it, you know, and, and I mentioned this at the start that, you know, I was, you know, going through your book thinking now is a good time for this. Yeah. Now, if you're just devastated, 
it's probably not the time. I mean, you know, you're, I mean, you know, maybe it is the time to, you know, remember it's not your fault. Right. You know, and, and sure, you might not have invested well in all these things. Okay, have your pity right. party. Right. And then figure out how to get out of it. That's um, right. And then pull yourself up yeah, by the bootstraps. Yeah. You know, and asking for help is okay. You know, and, and that's Absolutely. what's been interesting about uh, all of the pandemic is all of the things that, that are coming from it. You know, whether it's zero percent financing on cars or right. no payments for whatever, um, you know, or, um, you know, the, the loans, all of these various things. Now, I do find it interesting, you know, the, the people that are choosing to stay on um, unemployment because they're earning more. Right. Just because yeah. I was brought up that unemployment was bad, but yeah. it's still more, you know, and so it's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but, and, and I did have an interesting conversation with somebody who was telling me I needed to apply for the uh, self-employment loan. Right. And I said, but I don't need it. I said, right. I'm doing fine. Well, you should apply for it, but I don't need it. But right. you should apply for it because you can get it. I said, but I don't need it. Right. <laughs> and, and, and I finally thought, he and I are just not going to be on the same page and just stop having this conversation. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and then I know somebody else who applied for it, got it has it off in a completely separate bank account, then if she needs it, it's there. Right. If not, it goes back. Um, it goes you back. Know, and, and, but, you know, and, and, but then, of course, we had the companies, you know, the, the, the big steakhouses, the, you know, the yeah. big companies of the world that applied for millions of dollars and got it. And got through it. Loopholes. Through um, loopholes. You know, and, and, and then, you know, fortunately, see, a lot of them were like, ooh, this was the wrong thing to do. I don't, and yeah. I don't know who wasn't there going, hello, hello, you shouldn't be doing this. No, yeah. don't apply for that. Somebody's going to, you know. But, but yeah, it has been interesting during the pandemic that there has been a lot of resources out there. Um, you know, the yeah. schools that are still providing lunches. Right. I mean, you know, all these various things. And, and that's kind of where you have to have that conversation with yourself again and say, you know what, I need this. It's okay. Absolutely. And I think that's the difference um, of having that conversation and being mm -hmm. in integrity. Do I need help? Great. I need help. Mm -hmm. If I don't need help, you know, my grandparents would come up from the grave and beat me if I went on un <laughs> unemployment. I've never mm -hmm. gotten unemployment, mm -hmm. even though I'm sure I was entitled to it because mm -hmm. I never needed it. Mm -hmm. And uh, my grandparents always said services are there for people that need it. Mm -hmm. And if you need it, you get it. If right. you don't need it, keep your hands off. That's mm -hmm. for other people. Just because mm -hmm. it's there doesn't mean I have mm -hmm. to take it. Right. And I, I think, um, you know, I, the one thing I think th that's been good about the pandemic, because I do think money has been used as an isolation, right? Mm -hmm. I have enough money, I can build a fence and I don't have to right. talk to you. And because we've had to learn to actually be in community mm -hmm. a whole lot more, right. and we've actually had to learn to ask for help, and mm -hmm. we want to be in connection, I think that has helped break that barrier a little right. bit. Because mm -hmm. I, I do think this country has so much wealth that we've mm -hmm. used money as a way to isolate. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Keep you out of my neighborhood, mm -hmm. keep you out of my city, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Right. Out of out of the country, yeah. Um, you know, and 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 that's that is tragic. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, it, it, it I think it is. Hope it's changing now. It is. The trick will be in a year. Where do we are sustain we? it? Mm -hmm. Do we sustain yeah. it? Yeah, you know, and, and we'll go back to some of it. I mean, you know, I haven't been back to Starbucks yet, but yeah. it's just because I haven't been out and about. Right. Um, you know, and 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 we have been at once a week ordering from from a restaurant um right. you know and and part of that is i'm just tired of cooking 
Okay. But then it is also let's help the community. Um, yeah. you know, and, and so, you know, we've been trying to do that and, um, but yeah, it's, and so will we continue that? Uh, I don't know, probably, yeah. you know, and, and, but you know, it's, it's, it really is, it's, it's been interesting and like, and, and, you know, as we were saying, it's hitting everybody, you know, when, when yeah. it's hitting and you know, we talk about people who are the, the, the multimillionaires who, you know, say a sports figure who right. earns $10 million a year. Okay, I have a totally different view. Of, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, they're football players, but supply and demand. I understand, yada right. yada yada. But usually, they have a bunch of people working for them. That's right. So you know, it's not just that they got that ten million dollars and it's sitting in the bank somewhere. That's they right. have staff they're paying. You know, you talk about working with entertainers. Well, you know, they're not just there in their, you know, their their little houses. They have staff. They have. You know, they, they, they have all sorts of people that are working for, they're their own companies in essence. That's right. And so and they're then, people and they're having to take care of. Ab- and usually they're taking care of their parents and right. their sister and their mm-hmm. cousins mm-hmm. and their best friend mm-hmm. and the 20 other people that, mm-hmm. that were with them along the way. Right. So right. it's not, yeah, it's not like they just have mm-hmm. all that money sitting. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, you know, and I, I keep talking about your book because I, I think it was a very valuable resource. One of the, the things in there that you talk about is baby steps. Yeah, you know, I, I joke about you know the the person who goes to Starbucks every day, right? Okay, so go to Starbucks Monday and Thursday. That's right. <laughs> you don't have to go cold turkey. You don't um, have to go cold turkey. Yeah, you but, know, and 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 then you're probably going to figure out, hey, I didn't go yesterday. Right. Um, you know, and and things like that. But but yeah, this isn't. Oh my gosh, we have to make drastic changes now. Unfortunately, the pandemic in some cases did force that because there were a lot of people who all of a sudden were not employed. You know, and right. and hadn't planned on that. You know, and and Absolutely. now there's also an awful lot of people who may be employed who, but are thinking, well, we're probably going to get pay cuts. Um, right. You know, and and but you know, actually, the pay cut thing. I mean, now's gonna now is a really good time to be looking at. It, you know, going through your book and going, what do we need to cut? What do we need <laughs> to know? cut? Right. Yeah. And if you don't get that pay cut, okay, let's save it. Now, maybe right. you're saving it to go on vacation. I mean, you know, we're not saying that you're saving it for the rest of the, you know, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's it, like we're now is not the, the tragic end of everything. It's not right now is a great time to prioritize mm-hmm. and think about what's my mission in mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Where do I want to be financially and how can I get there? And are my choices mm-hmm. uh, in alignment with what I say, what I want. Right. And um, you know, I think one of the big things right now is because we're all mostly locked up um, the media can't tell us, We'll go have it now, right? The media, right. I think, tells us we have to have everything immediate. We should mm-hmm. never wait for delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. We should have it right now. We it's deserve like it. like Amazon, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, even though I hear people saying, I have to wait three weeks now. I know. Or two or three oh. days. I had oh, to wait two no. or three days. And I was like, oh, meh, 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 meh. Oh, wow, this is so sad, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think it's being, it's forcing us a little bit to slow down and not have this instant gratification mm-hmm every moment of the day, which right. we've been very used to. Mm-hmm. And, and so I hope that people will take a little bit of away from this of saying, well, let me think about this. Mm-hmm. Like I know when I make big purchases, I always wait a day, mm. you know, uh, before I do something. I always mm-hmm. tell people, even if you're single, blame it on your spouse. Right. They won't right. let me make a decision. Right. Uh-huh. If you can't talk your way out of it, blame right. it on a spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because yeah. everybody's or your like, business oh, yeah, yeah. partner. I'm or sorry, I gotta partner. go ask them. Mm-hmm. I gotta check it out, mm-hmm. and then go back later and decide if you really, really need it. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, it's just in that moment it feels right. good. Right. I have so many things that I bought mm-hmm. in the past where mm-hmm. I just wanted it. I've never mm-hmm. used it. Yep. And I end up giving it away. It was mm-hmm. just a waste of money, but it felt right. good. Mm-hmm. It was pretty. It's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Or I I don't know why I just thought of this. I was in my twenties, young, single, and I bought a set of pots and pans wow. from a guy who came to the door and sold pots and pans. Yeah. There was no way on a I didn't cook, but b there was no way I could afford them. But oh my, was he handsome? There you and, go. And you know, and 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 it took me a while, but I was smart enough. You know, I I knew at that point in Colorado, I knew what Colorado law was. And so I knew that I could change my mind and they had to come get my pots and pans and, and, you know, and, and all of that. But, but yeah, you know, we make those snap decisions. We do. And, you know, most of the time it really can wait 24 hours or even more. Right. And most of the time we probably don't even need it, Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we've just gotten so used to now, 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 now. Mm -hmm. And so I do think this has forced us to slow down. Mm -hmm. Right. uh, And prioritize. So. you know, I see that as a blessing because mm-hmm. I think some of our habits will change mm-hmm. um, for the better. And so what are some other baby steps that you, you think we should be taking? Well, I think for me, like if people right now are worried about debt and savings, mm-hmm. I think there's a baby step of, like some people will say, pay off your debt first before you start saving. Mm-hmm. Um, I disagree with that. I think you have to do both at the same time okay. because I think you have to learn a new habit. Mm. And so even if you're putting away 10 bucks a week mm-hmm. um, and paying down $50 of debt, you're still reinforcing a new habit of mm-hmm. saving because what I find a lot of people is they'll say, oh, when I get a big check, when I get a bonus, mm-hmm. when I, when I right. get a windfall, when then I I'm get gonna, my tax refund, <laughs> then I'm going to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we're always putting it off until mm-hmm. a later time. And for me, it's about creating healthy habits mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I'd rather start saving $5 now than wait until a really good time to mm-hmm. start saving 500 bucks. Right. Because that never is going to come. It's never going to come most of the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think really looking at that, and I think the other baby step is to really start looking at your budgets and be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I know so many people that will not count the fact that they need to buy a bottle of wine mm-hmm. or they need to buy a purse right. or they need to buy lottery tickets. Mm-hmm. And you know, I joke with people. I'm like, look, if you have an addiction you need to put it in the budget. Mm-hmm. I'm not judging the addiction. No. I'm just saying we need to budget for it because mm-hmm. you keep saying, why am I short? Well, because yeah. you're not accounting. You're short because you're you drink a $100 bottle of wine. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so again, it's not about judging. Mm-hmm. It's really about being honest and, and about saying, mm-hmm. is this important to me? Right. And, and getting clear. So for me, it's baby steps in if I want to start a business, what are mm-hmm. the baby steps? Do the research. Mm-hmm. Find out the tools that I need. Um, if I'm trying to set goals for, you know, my, I use a jacuzzi a lot as an example, because mm-hmm. it's a lot of people think that's like life is good if you have a jacuzzi, like figure out what you need and then take baby steps towards it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it all tomorrow. Right. You don't have to do it all today, mm-hmm. but you can start laying the foundation and start saying, okay, in a year, I need this to happen. Mm-hmm. How do I make that happen? Right. And so then, as if I know my goal a year from now, mm-hmm. then as I'm getting ready to go buy that Starbucks coffee, mm-hmm. oh, wait, this maybe I'd rather put right. this $5 mm-hmm. towards my project mm-hmm. or towards my business. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I can, mm-hmm. you know, 
do, do Starbucks twice right. a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so really starting to take things in digestible bites mm-hmm. instead of trying to do it all at once. Right. Um, I, so the baby steps came to me when I was in, and I, I think this is in the book, but um, I was at Mount Everest mm-hmm. and we were hiking and we'd spent all this money and it was my second time there and mm-hmm. everybody wanted to quit after the first day. Right. My team of people went, this is hard. This is hard. Let's quit. Mm-hmm. And I went, no, no, no. I just, you came sp- all this way. We spent a lot of money. Uh-huh. Um, and so I negotiated, let's just hike for an hour. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of each hour, we would renegotiate another hour. Yeah. And, and, then and if, if you stopped the- for the evening, you stopped for the evening. And then that was it. Mm-hmm. And there was, and it was a renegotiation every time. So there was no pressure. Mm-hmm. And I found that in so many aspects of my life, when I do it in digestible bites, it's so much easier than mm-hmm. trying to see the big mountain that right. you got to get to, mm-hmm. but just actually see what's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And, and the more we can do baby steps and, and not try to put the pressure on ourselves mm-hmm. to get it all done perfectly immediately without mm-hmm. any resistance, right. um, the, the more that we can actually mm-hmm. have things come to fruition. Right, right. You know, and it's interesting because I had somebody the other day I was talking to who said, now is the time to buy some things. Yeah. Um, you know, one, he said, oh my God, if you need a new car, now is when you really should be buying a new car. That's right. Um, you know, renegotiating your lease. If you rent, you know, be renegotiating that lease. I mean, the least they're going to tell you is no. Right. Um, you know, and, and, but yeah, I mean, just, just look at everything that is, is, uh, it's funny. I listen uh, here in Atlanta um, to a, a radio station and, and they have a financial guy every morning that gives a minute worth of thing. And he said, clothes shopping right now has never been better because all of the retail places have been closed. And, you know, and, and he said, so, you know, their winter stuff that they never got to sell right, is, you know, is, is deep, deep discounts. Um, and their summer stuff, they're thinking, oh my God, we're not going to get to sell it either. And so he was talking about, you know, he'd gotten, you know, $40 shirts for $5 and, you know, wow. all this stuff. But yeah, now might be the time. But again, you know, look at your finances. Don't just go, oh, <laughs> you know, I need to go right. do this. And then, oops, I can't pay my rent. Um, Absolutely. But, but yeah. You know, it's, it is something to be looking at. And, you know, and the one thing that we didn't talk about, that that I think you know we need to 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 really briefly talk about, but it is an extremely important subject. Is you'll be talking with your kids and your family yeah. about this. Absolutely, I'm amazed at how many people do not include their children in the mm-hmm. conversations. Right, and you know, just like you talked about, your parents were educating you and teaching mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. in that. I think it's so important to actually say to the kids, you know, well, the reason we're not able to do this is. Mm-hmm. There's a limited amount of right. money right now, mm-hmm. and we can either choose to live in the house mm-hmm. or we can buy you a bunch of toys, mm-hmm. and right now is not the time, but later on, or mm-hmm. if we save and educate, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I remember, you know, my mom won't love this, but they used to tell me, brush my teeth or I'll spank, you know, you'll get a spanking. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it would have been helpful if they had said, brush your teeth because it's a healthy thing to do, uh-huh. and actually had given me some information, mm-hmm. right. and I think if we talk to our kids like they're capable of understanding mm-hmm. which they are right. um, instead of keeping it hidden from them mm-hmm. or making money conversations, money conflicts mm-hmm. or money arguments, but right. actually conversations mm-hmm. that they'll grow up with a much healthier mm-hmm. understanding right. of, of how, how mm-hmm. finances right. work. Well, and especially right now, if your financial situation has changed, yeah, 
they need to know. Now, you know, I understand wanting to protect them and Absolutely. not scare the bejesus right. out of them. We have nowhere to live. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, Don't and, do that. and but you know, and and I, I come back to the story that you have in your book about the the little boy who'd been saving his pennies, saving his pennies, saving his pennies. Yeah. And he said, Dad, how much do you make an hour? And dad was originally annoyed. Why do you need right. to know? And then he finally said, oh, you know, this is a good teaching moment. And right. he told him, well, you know, he earns $20 an hour. Why? And the little boy said, because I want to buy an hour of your time. Yeah. You know, and mm. to me, yeah, I mean, that just comes back to all of it is we've been saying, you know, we've, we've you know, we're spending more time with our families. Yes. You know, the, the things that don't have financial value in so many cases are the things that are going to bring us the most success, the most yeah. pleasure, the most, all of those things. And, and, and so, yeah, you know, maybe right now this darn pandemic has done us such a favor by making us slow down. Absolutely. You know, I, I have to tell the story real quick, but a client of mine was telling me he um, stopped working 80 hours a week mm -hmm. because they decided they had this novel idea of spending time with their five-year-old. And, um, so he'd been about a month mm -hmm. spending time with the kid. And he said his five-year-old looked at his mommy and goes, mommy, daddy's not grumpy anymore. I like him. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh my God, right. from the mouth of babes, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, he'd just been so busy that he didn't have mm -hmm. time. And right. then- And he thought he was doing a good thing. And you he know, did. He was doing the thing so they could go to Disneyland and buy the biggest right. toys and all of that. It's not what's important, yeah. Yeah. right? He wanted it's time with dad. He wanted time with dad. Mm -hmm. So I think this is an excellent opportunity for people to really reinforce mm -hmm. those relationships mm -hmm. and uh, really get to know your families. Right, right. And love well, and appreciate Oh my them. gosh, Bob, we are almost at the top of the hour. Oh my well, we've goodness. We've been talking about your book. Hold it up again. It's called The Money Nerve, Navigating money nerve. the Emotions of Money. I have a digital version, folks. That's you know, it's just That's, not as pretty when I hold up it's my not laptop. Not as pretty, um, you know. And and but tell us how people find you and connect with you online. So they can find me at themoneynerve.com. Themoneynerve.com. Um, you can buy the book. You can. Uh, we have an online course that helps people have a healthier relationship with mm -hmm. money, and and it's similar in that we work you through a lot of works uh, work processes mm -hmm. and. Um, if you, you, I've got an email on there and I reach out to people. I've got an amazing team of folks mm -hmm. and uh, we love to hear from people. I'm really happy to have conversations with people around money mm -hmm. and helping them have a healthier relationship, whatever that looks like. Cool. I love it. And again, that's called themoneynerve.com. Yes. Um, and you can call and talk to the amazing Anthony um, and, you know, and, and ask to speak to Bob. But, but yeah, it's, you know, and, and you do work, uh, you know, you work with kids who are graduated from college. Yep. These are your specialties with family biz, uh, families and then with retirees. Yep. Um, but, you know, as you were saying, you know, anybody in there is. is anybody in there. We, you mm -hmm. know, we do taxes, we do financial coaching. Mm -hmm. um, I hold money workshops. Mm -hmm. um, we do international. I have a lot of international clients. Right. And, and Zoom has now become everybody's best friend. We work with all our clients through Zoom. We can show them their tax returns front and center. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I, I love working with people. I love mm -hmm. sharing um, the journey that I've had. It's not been fun and easy. Um, and for everybody, it's not going to be fun and easy, right. but it's doable. Mm -hmm. And we love to hold space for that with no judgment and, mm -hmm. and really work to help people uh, have the fullest life they want. Great. I love it. Well, do you have any final thoughts for everybody? I would just say during this time right now, just keep breathing 
and practice patience mm-hmm. and really spend the time thinking about what's important to me and and really what's not only important to me now, but what's the legacy? What's the footprint that I want to leave mm-hmm. when I eventually leave here? What's my legacy? Right. I love it. Well, I've been having a wonderful time talking with Bob Wheeler. For all those people who, when we said we were talking financial, made a face, ha, this was so (laughs) much fun. Um, So again, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Bob Wheeler. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.